بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم As we get closer to Qiyamat, you will find that the challenges will increase. There will be more fitnas, more trials, more difficulties. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had already informed his ummah about this. That is why in the books of Hadith, you'll get a separate dedicated chapter called Kitabul Fitan. That is the chapter on the fitnas that are going to come before Qiyamat. And we all can also see this and we can testify to this, that as time is going, there are more and more challenges coming from different aspects, different angles, whether you look at the types of sicknesses that people are suffering with, if you look at the weather patterns, looking at the floods, and particularly in our country, we also have got the challenge of crime, that crime is on the increase all the time, whether it is hijackings, whether it is kidnappings. In fact, the reality is we ourselves don't know what is happening around us and what is happening in this country. And sometimes it's better you don't know because the less you know, the better off you are. The more you know, the more you'll be stressing, the more you'll be panicking. So many things that go unreported. Those who know about it, they know about it. But most people don't even realize what is happening. So as Muslims and believers, what are we supposed to do in this situation? What is most important is for you to understand in any situation, what am I supposed to be doing in this situation? It's not within my volition and control to stop this. I cannot change it. Remember, these things are going to happen. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam prophesies it's going to happen. But as a believer, what am I required to do? What does Allah Ta'ala want from me? Some years ago, one person had seen a dream. And in the dream he had seen Mufti Mahmud al-Hassan, rahmatullahi. Perhaps some of the older people may remember Hazrat Mufti Mahmud Sahib, who was the grand Mufti of India, also known as Faqihul Ummat. And we were fortunate enough that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed our country that Hazrat had passed away in South Africa and is buried in Ellsberg. Pious people, remember, pious people, the presence is a very great ni'mat and very great favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So someone had seen Mufti Mahmud sahab rahmatullahi in the dream and they were discussing the conditions of this country. I'm talking about maybe like 10 years ago where things were not, not as bad as it is now. So they were speaking about the crime and the different things that are happening. And in the dream, Mufti Mahmud Sahib Rahmatullahi is telling this person that it's still going to get worse. As time progresses, things are going to get more serious. So this person asked Hazrat in the dream that, Hazrat, what do you think we should do? Should we leave the country and go away? So Hazrat told him, no, don't do that. So he said, 
then what's the solution? So the solution is go around and tell all the Muslims to read their Fajr namaz in Jamaat in the masjid. So basically the, the interpretation or the message was amal. Concentrate on amal. Increase your amal. When you increase your amal, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changes conditions. When you change your life, Allah will change conditions. But you don't want to make any change. And unfortunately, that is our situation. We all are guilty of this. We don't want to make any changes in our lives. Person is prepared to do everything, every other measure, everything else he'll do. But tell him, change your life that he can't do. Tell him, wake up a little bit earlier, come to the masjid, read namaz in jamaat, inshallah, you're in Allah's protection. He doesn't want to do that. So in these conditions here, many people will think to themselves, we rather go away and go somewhere else. What our ulama tell us is that in our country, maybe your life is in danger. When you're going to some of these other places, then your iman is in danger. So you've got to make a choice now to see whether you want to endanger your iman or you want to endanger your life. Your life is in danger. Remember, the lifespan Allah gave you, you can only live for that lifespan. You can't live beyond that lifespan. Where mouth is meant to come, it's going to come. Wherever you are, in whichever part of the world, even your rosy. In the time of Mu'ala Rumi, rahmatullahi, one person came to Mu'ala Rumi and he told him, Hazrat, I'm traveling now abroad. I'm going to another country to settle down. So what's the problem, brother? Why are you going there? There's no, no, things are more lucrative that side. Get a better salary, you know, the pay is better. So Mu'ala Rumi told him, when you go there, then the Lord of that Khuda, the Lord of that place, you must go and convey my salams to him. So he was giving him a very important message to tell him, see the same Allah that gives you rosy there, that same Allah can give you rosy here. You don't have to go there to get more rosy. What's meant for you is going to come to you. Allah No soul can leave this dunya until it finishes this rosy. You have to complete your rosy, then only you can leave this dunya. No way that anyone is going to take your sustenance away from you. No one can take your sustenance away from you. What Allah has decreed for you is definitely going to come to you. We were speaking about the danger of iman. Actually, this is not what I intended to speak on, but this your iman in going to other places, often you find that your iman is jeopardized. Many years ago, one family moved away, prominent family, to one of the western countries. So a few years passed like that, and the Jamaat was going from South Africa, and they thought, let us go and pay these people a visit. Like a good prominent family, Dindar family, family that's got good morals, values. So when they went and met them, they were shocked to see the condition. First of all, they see that this man's marriage is broken. So whichever country he went to, he got a job, his wife got a job. You know, when you're in a certain place, then your thinking starts changing also. You must make so much of shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us here with a dini environment where there's masjids and there's azan and overport we are so fortunate, so many azans we are. Not even one azan, so many azans we listen. Five, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, one azan, then another azan. This is such a great ni'mat. You can't attach a value to this. All the money in the world can't buy this. A man can go somewhere, he can make billions, he can make trillions. But if he doesn't have a dini environment around him, he's going to fall in negligence. He's going to become a, a victim to the attacks of shaitan. Definitely, shaitan is going to have the better over him. Like Nabi Wasallam mentioned, that, that goat or that sheep that strays away from the flock, that is attacked and devoured by the wolf. So you moved away, you went one side, you're not in that environment anymore, what's going to happen to you? What's going to happen to your children? Just a few decades down the line, you'll see the whole change. You won't even think it's the same people. So they see this man's marriage is broken. His wife found a job. So she wants her independence. She moved on with her life. She found someone else. One daughter is married to a non-Muslim. All these different problems, just in, in you know, maybe 10-15 years, all this has happened. So you, it's easy to say, you know what, I'm just going to move away, but you need to be sure where you're going to go to. If you're going to move away, for what reason are you moving away? What's your purpose of moving away? And where are you going to? And what sort of security do you have for your family's dini values? Because if you go there, they may lose their dini values. It may be 10, 20 years. You may make more money also to your Understanding, As I mentioned, what was meant for you was going to come to you, wherever you are. But to your thinking, you'll think, I've made more money. But if it's going to jeopardize the deen and iman of your family, is it actually worth it or not worth it? Another more recent incident that happened, where a person also went to one of the these western countries. And remember, all these places got their own challenges, as they say, the grass always looks greener on the other side. You know, for someone here, you're thinking, hey, you know, that's the life. I have to be there. Only when you're there, then you know what it's all about. Some people are going and they're coming back faster than they went also. A lot of places, they can't even get maids to clean their homes. So this person, one day, his wife shouted the young daughter. Normal thing, it's happening all the time in our homes. Wives are shouting the girls, the boys, the children. So the child went home, uh, went to school. That day she was looking a bit like down. Her mother shouted her. So she felt a bit upset. So a friend is asking her in the school, what happened? Why are you looking down today? She says, no, my mother shouted me today because of something. The friend goes home, tells her mother. Her mother then reports this to some child abuse association or whatever. Next day, they come and take all the man's children away. All his children. You can't look after the children. You're not fit to take care of these children. All the money in the world, getting a fat salary, but all your children are gone. What are you going to do now? You can't do nothing. There's absolutely nothing you can do. So respected friends, as we mentioned, I didn't really want to go into this, but this is like, you know, a burning question in the minds of a lot of people. Constantly people are even posing this question. We need to be very careful 
Yes, these halat and challenges are going to come, but we need to see what we need to do in these challenges. The most important thing is amal and turning to Allah. May Allah grant us the true understanding. Wa akhiru da'wa